Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Number one. My beloved Buffalo Bills were playing a absolutely excruciating game and turned out to be a brilliant game in a late-arriving snowstorm in Buffalo, which was... Just delightful the way that turned out. How much did that think I watched? Oh, you watched the highlights. You did not no, see a no, single I play actually, live. No, no, because my sons aren't done, are more courageous than I am. So they had it on. You maybe watched At the last drive. At some point, I, I watched most, most of the game until the Dolphins went up. And then I left and, and, and just watched the Tigers. <laughs> and, and then I rejoined the fray. After Josh had converted the two, one of us tied, and the Bills were driving. Mm-hmm. But like the strip sack, all that stuff, no, I, I bailed for that. I bailed for that. Anyway, that was all unfolding, absolutely excruciating. The Memphis Tigers were in the process of going 4-1 and one against the SEC, but not without some drama themselves. Mm-hmm. And then, and we'll get to that, of course. Tim Buckley was there at that game. We'll talk to Tim about that. And then the Memphis Grizzlies in Oklahoma City Jaw was getting tossed. The Grizzlies, seven-game win streak, uh, going in to play the Thunder without Shea Gilgis-Alexander or Josh Giddy. They lose, and Josh gets tossed. And uh, the, 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 the finest Jaw expert I know is Drew Hill at the Daily Memphian. So I wanted to bring in Drew to discuss this. Drew, how are you? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you two. Um, not Merry Christmas to Jaw, apparently who got, as you mentioned, kicked out of a game got this kicked weekend out of a game. Yeah. In, in one of the most bizarre fashions I've it, ever yeah. seen on a basketball court. So uh, before I get to that, uh, I, are you, are you, are you in the festive Christmas spirit? Are you, what's your, Oh, are you, are you going to San Francisco? I will be going to San Francisco. How and do you I'm feel going about to Phoenix. that? How do you feel about that? Cause you will be in San Francisco and away from your loved ones on Christmas. You know, it doesn't bother me as much as I feel bad for other people. I know my mom is sad that I'm not going to be there to spend Christmas with them. I know that that, like, that to me is... Is the worst uh, part, is your mom being sad that you're... Is this what, is the first, first time, will this be the first Christmas you have not spent with your, uh, your, your family? I think so. I believe this is the first Christmas. There's been tons of Thanksgiving separate, but... I think this is the first Christmas, and then you know I also have a girlfriend that would like to spend Christmas with me, but I, and I and, you know she could have potentially gone to San Francisco. It's just too expensive. Uh, so where would you typically outrage. have been but for this game? 
Uh, I would typically be at my parents' house, wherever my parents are, and that has moved around quite a bit the last few years. So this year I would have been in Tampa. I'm still going to get a chance to go to Tampa. I'm just when I get back from uh, this, the Grizzlies play on the 27th against the Suns, I believe. And then after that game, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go do late Christmas with my family this year down in Florida. So, you so will, that's, are that's you going to do a faux, a, a facsimile of Christmas with presents opening and that kind of stuff later? Uh, yeah, I assume so. Um, we ha- we've, we've got some gifts we'd like to give. My sister will still be on winter break from college, so she'll still be able to be down there. And I think... Yeah, they, my mom won't tell me anything, but she says she has some sort of surprise planned for everybody. Where I think we might be going on a trip or something. I don't know. Oh, for a couple days, but, but so we don't know. We don't know the extent of you're it. You're both going to Golden State and you're going to Phoenix for both of those games. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go to the Phoenix road game and then Golden State and then back for the Phoenix home game. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, the Grizzlies certainly have an interesting, uh, interesting stretch coming up. You will be there to chronicle it. Chris Harrington, of course, chronicling it from afar from the Daily Memphian. But uh, to Saturday night's events, let's just let let bottom line it. Did Ja get screwed or did he bring it on himself or both? I mean, I think he got screwed personally. I don't I do think too. I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a player get ejected from a game in the manner in which he was ejected, and it's not. It's not just that he was because all right. So here's, tell, tell people what tell people break. what happened. Just so so the, okay. get, said in case, in case anyone was uh, too wrapped up in the Argentinian uh, uh, weekend and they miss what happened with the Grizzlies. Tell people what happened. So the Grizzlies were playing horribly. Right, they're already down by twenty points. Right, they look like crap. They look like they're sleepwalking through this one. That they were on a roll. They entered a little bit too pompous and uh, the the. The Thunder were shooting it great, and so it was not going their way. And I think the frustration was a, maybe a little bit higher than normal, although the game was there was still a lot of time to play, so they still could have come back for sure. Um, and Ja gets hit in the head on the way to uh, the basket, and, you know, it's like looks as if he was poked in the eye or something. There was no foul called on the play. He was frustrated. He got into it with an official. He got a technical, and that one might, that one was pretty. And that was for a profanity. For a profanity is what the is what the yes. subsequent what the pool report said was for a profanity. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that looks that looks like a regular technical. Then minutes after that, when the, nothing on the actual court has prompted Ja to get, uh, you know, to to be more frustrated with the officials, like no no, no play had happened without. Uh, with a no call between now and then. Right. Just standing away from the refs, he's talking to somebody in the crowd, and all of a sudden, both Pete and Brevin and the Thunder broadcast, I've watched them both, they're like, and John Morant's just been ejected from the game, and we have no idea what's going on over there. It looks like John was talking to a fan that he was not talking to an official. And so John kind of like bizarrely wanders off the court, and the next thing you know, Gabe Eichert, who's an Oklahoma radio host, um, he ends up tweeting that, you know, he was sitting there near all the interaction, and that Ja had said something about 
uh, a fan had said something to Ja about let's get going, we're down 20, and Ja had responded like, we're trying to get going, I'm just also trying to get a call, or I, I, I can't get an effing whistle or something like that. He says it to a fan. He's not speaking to the officials. He just says it to a fan, and the officials overhear it and kick him out of the game. But, and this is a big but, right? This is a very important twist to all this. If that's the true reason he got kicked out of the game, that that is, is uh, what's the word here, contrasts very much so with the pool report after the game, which I immediately knew as soon as he got ejected, I need an explanation. We need to do a pool report and interview the officials. And the way these things go is they essentially give you as little as they possibly can in uh, every scenario. It's almost like a Grizzlies injury report, you know, when the <laughs> officials have to talk. It's a lower body whistle. It was a lower body whistle. Right, exactly. Yeah. So so the the – you know, I messaged the, – the way it works is the pool reporter is always one of the home reporters. In this case, it was Joe Masato, who's the Thunder writer for The Athletic, um, who I happened to know before from my time interning in Kentucky. And I messaged him, and he said, okay, send me your questions. And I got with DeMichael, and we both, you know, were fine with the list of questions. And it got sent over in the pool report, which is basically a very, very brief interview with the officials after the game was conducted by Joe, and it said, explain the first technical, explain the second technical, and then the last question was, it looked like some it was an interaction with the crowd or with a fan that got Ja Morant kicked out of the game. And the first answer was profanity. The second answer was Ja Morant was questioning the integrity of the officials. And the third question was um, just the answer to whether or not it was an interaction with the crowd was simply no. And, like, your eyeballs can tell you that it was clearly something he said to the crowd. Like, it was not something he was saying to the officials. So, I just think that's lying, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't see how you can deny that, that, was, that whatever it was that had him kicked out of the game was something that he said to the crowd. Maybe what he was saying to the crowd was questioning the integrity of the officials. Or maybe they, the way that the official viewed it was, yeah, he's saying that to the crowd, but he's trying to make a point to me. Yeah, I think but they're, I think they're I splitting. Think the, I out think they're like splitting that. hairs here. I think they're splitting hairs. Go. Can you explain why Ja was assessed the second technical? Basically, was Ja was assessed as second technical for making a comment questioning the integrity of the officials? Then third question: It appears Morant was speaking to a fan when he was assessed the second technical foul. Was the technical foul assessed? as a result of conversations or actions towards the crowd. And there they said no. I think what they mean, I think they what they must mean there is, though, it's not the fact that he was talking to the crowd or toward the crowd. It was what he was really saying toward us, sort of to the crowd. I, I think that's what, because very clearly it was only towards the crowd. That's, that is a lie. The, the third one is a lie, and we're, it's a, they think of it as a half-truth, but it's a lie. That's, that, it was clearly – let me let me say this, by the way. I don't think that just because someone is saying something to the crowd and not to the official that it, it can't be grounds for being tossed. Like let's say, for example, you're sitting there, the official's right next to you, and you say to the crowd, the, the problem here, uh, Mr. Smith, is this MF and P, F, F-er, whatever, is, is a S and crappy ref. You would get tossed, right? Just because you're saying it to a fan doesn't make everything you say appropriate. But if all he said was, 
And you hear different variations of what he said. If all he said was, I'd like to get going, but I can't get a call, that is certainly no reason to get, you know what I mean? Doesn't it really come down to what he said to the fan? I I suppose so. I suppose so. But I just have never seen that happen in a game. Like where, because, all right, so we know, as far as integrity conversation goes, we know that earlier this season, and we know this because people were tweeting about it, frankly, that, that were in the lower level of FedEx Forum. Ja had made some comment about about the official playing FanDuel or something. And that earned him a technical foul. That's questioning the integrity right. of an official, right? We don't know what this comment is. This is just the way that they chose to describe it. But we know, what we also know Ja also thinks that the officials are lying about that situation because he retweeted my my tweet last night or the other night from the game uh-huh. and said cap like that's cap. <laughs> he said he, cap. You know, tweeted the, oh, it was hilarious. The so he's wearing a million caps, right? Yeah. Because I think everybody like everybody knows he was that, lying. Yeah. Everybody who watched that situation knows and, that John took out yeah, everything to the crowd. And 100%. here's the, the larger point: is is that you just have you just gave him a tech. You've got rabbit ears. If, you, if people came to see Ja, they didn't come to see you. And if you are listening in on something Ja is saying, even if he sort of is uh, half, you know, half directing it at you because he knows you're within earshot. Just let it go, man. He is a freaking superstar. He's who people pay to see. It's rabbit ears to toss a, to, to, to toss Ja in that circumstance, unless what he said was egregious. The whole adventure continued, however, because T. Morant, who was courtside, who was there, of course, uh, he then, it turns out the person who was sitting courtside was a, uh, although she lives in Oklahoma City, was a Ja super fan. So T. comes out holding his phone, and there is Ja FaceTiming, telling the woman, it's not your fault, it's the official's fault. That That is next-level fantastic. Um, also, I don't think the NBA probably likes that. If you get tossed, I think you're probably tossed via FaceTime as well. But that was a stroke of pure brilliance. Your reaction? Yeah, no. You know... <laughs> One of the things that Holy crap. Uh-huh. I think you can appreciate and like about Ja in that situation, too, is, like, he was on FaceTime with that woman smiling. Like, he totally. was smiling on the FaceTime as he's telling her, like, no, it's good, it's good. I think part of that is trying to be nice to her because she feels bad. She feels right. like she might be part of the reason why he <laughs> got kicked out of the game. But I think the other part of that is, like, you know what? We're good. Like, this is such a bizarre situation. We're going to be fine. This is one of those nights where it's just not going our way in general. And, like, John was not going to let that keep his spirits down for the entire, uh, you know, the entire game. So what a weird sequence. Like, what a weird game, too, for the Grizzlies who are rolling to show up and just – It's what happens. It's just the NBA. They make nothing. I mean, it was This reminds me night. of when the Grizzlies sucked. Like in their early years, the Lakers would come in here and the Grizzlies would lose. And I mean, the Grizzlies would win and the fans would get go crazy and everything else. And you realize that just the Lakers didn't take them seriously. And and then they hit and then Oklahoma City hit 19 threes. You know, uh, isn't that it? Like they didn't take them seriously. You get the ejection and the 19 threes. It's just a game. In well, the here's, what, here's what I love. 
the Grizzlies had catapulted to the top of the Western Conference, right? They were the team that almost everybody was talking about. And on a night they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, they still found a way to be the thing that everybody (laughs) was talking about the next day. Yes. That, that, that to me well, was the when, best I, part. when I asked you last week when you were filling in for Gary if the Grizzlies are the most entertaining team in the NBA, I think we have another exhibit to enter in the argument in favor of that. Uh, I think they are the most entertaining team in the NBA. Okay, do we have Desmond Bain news? What do we have from Desmond Bain? What, what do we make of Desmond Bain's Twitter? We have Desmond Bain Tell the people. swirling emoji uh, news. Th- this is typically what happens when the Grizzlies have injuries. Like before Zaire Williams comes back, Ja Morant starts tweeting the eight ball. Or when Ja's about to come back, Ja starts tweeting the hourglass emoji. Or Jaron starts tweeting the hourglass emoji. and Something happens. Well, Danny Green, I think it starts with Danny Green, really. Danny Green was on NBA Today the other day, uh, and as Brian Windhorse was talking about the Grizzlies potentially trying to trade Danny Green next to Danny Green, um, Danny <laughs> Green just threw in an offhanded comment at the end about, oh, yeah, we're good. We've got a really talented team. We'll see when we get Desmond Bain back, and we'll see if he's ready for that Christmas Day game. So that was kind of a ears perk up moment. Whoa, Christmas Day right. game. Okay, that's not that's that's a little short of the three-week window but that's still realistic i suppose and so um then you go over to twitter and uh des is tweeting out the eyeball emoji and jaws responding with the eyeball emoji and jaws responding with you know them doing a handshake in the uh, photo of them doing the handshake in the starting lineup announcements and so i mean you think maybe he's getting close there was a a moment of worry right when the second right uh thing came out um He's been on the court for a while, though. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny. A lot of people saw it when I tweeted from New York. The picture of him shooting on the court, like their initial reaction was, "Well, he's out of the boot." But we had known he was out of the boot. That wasn't what I was tweeting about. I was just tweeting about that he was back to doing on-court work. Yeah. Um, and so he's been doing on-court work for a while. And um, and yeah, so you would you would assume that he's getting closer. We don't have an official update from the Grizzlies, but anytime that they're doing this emoji thing, it's usually a good sign. All right, you got the Nuggets tomorrow, then you got the Suns, then you got the Warriors, then you got the Suns again, then you got the Raptors, then you got the Pelicans, then you got the Kings. What do you yeah. make of this stretch? I think it's a stretch the Grizzlies should still win a lot of games. Like I think if they're going to be the best team in the Western Conference, like – you're not going to win seven in a row, probably like you just did. Would you take but... four? Would you take four and three? No, not you would not. I'd want five. Nuggets, Suns, yeah. Warriors, uh, Suns, Raptors, Pelicans, Kings. You want five and two. You would not settle if I offered you. You would not settle for less than five and two. Yeah, I don't think I'd settle for less than five and two. I mean, this the team is this team's been one of the best teams in the NBA this season. Like, and. The Warriors are banged up. Right. You know, the Pelicans, they're going to get up for that game no matter what. The, it is the second night of a back-to-back when you play the Kings, I suppose. The Raptors are a team that's struggling, so you should easily get your you, – I mean, you, you've got three. You, you would assume that they would win four, right? You'd assume that they win three or yeah, four. Yeah, I would, I would assume. So why not, why not? Why not? Why not? Five. And five would be the one I'd lock in. Yeah. So what's it been like, uh, Drew? You've covered this team this year. Uh, and you followed them to interesting places, including Madison Square Garden. 
Uh, you've, you've chronicled uh, Santi and how entertaining he can be and, and Stephen Adams, who's almost taking it to a new level of entertaining this year. And, of course, the ever-loving show that is Ja and Dylan and whatever else. What does it feel like? I mean, y- y- you look back at the people, and I'm not saying he's Jordan. He's not. But the people who had the good fortune of covering Jordan and Bird and Steph, and it, you're kind of on the best train in the NBA, you know? Yeah, people ask me this a lot. I don't really know the answer to what it feels like. It just feels like my job, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, but you're never looking it, for stuff to write, you know. I mean, you are always looking for the best no, story to write. Yeah. You're always yeah. looking for the best story to write. But there's never no end of things to write, right? Yeah, I feel like that's probably true. Um, there's always something going on with the beat. That's true. You know, I talked to Michael Wilbon, who covered Jordan yeah. during those days. When uh, Wilbon was in town for the ESPN thing last year, and – you know, he's from Chicago. I grew up, re- like, I obviously knew who he was as a Chicago sports fan. And he told me the most important thing in covering a superstar player like that is to cover his teammates, you know, um, is to make a superstar understand that you care just as much about writing about the teammates as the superstar. Because if you put John Morant in every single headline, it's just, you know, that's you, it, it can only go so far. I mean, it's going to get more page views, whatever, but it's important to write about everybody else. So I've really tried to do that. Honestly, I've tried to take that advice. Um, well, you started out by writing, you lot, started out by writing a John Conchar, the, 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 the behind the scenes. Was, that still might be my favorite one. That's <laughs> one of my what favorite detail, ones. What year. detail of John Conchar's life do you like best? That he drove, that up until this year, he drove a beat up Chevy Impala, lived in a tiny little apartment, um, even after he got his new contract. And I love the quote about Crocs and I love the, uh, aspect what, what did about, he say about Crocs? Them wearing he just was like he was hoping that his Nike deal wasn't going to prohibit him from wearing Crocs into the game. And then also, um, I loved the story about Jorts Day or whatever, just about them wearing jean shorts college uh, right. into basketball games during college. And so, yeah, no, I've done uh, I've done a lot on on him. I, I've done some stuff on him. Santi, I feel like I've written about a whole bunch. Dylan is the most recent guy I wrote about. So, And I did do a job feature earlier in the season. I was actually a little disappointed because I don't think it did. It turned out quite as well as I had hoped. But it still turned out pretty good about, you know, Joss clutch shooting and whatnot. So, But I try to mix it up. I don't do I'm, – I'm, Chris writes so well about some of the basketball intricacies that I'd rather – in a lot of ways tell stories about these guys, like what they're doing off the court or who they are as people. And so, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm going for more. So did you, when you were the Memphis Tigers beat writer, did you cover Deandre Williams? No, you never did. I never covered Deandre because he's been here so long and you've been here. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Because that was a fascinating thing. I think I may have, I may have been around when they were like recruiting him, right? When he was that—that that actually was true. That off season when he was leaving Evansville, I was following DeAndre Williams potentially coming to Memphis. That so I guess technically I uh, that was close. Thank yeah. you, Drew. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yep, it's Drew Hill. Yeah,
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.